What's up, everyone? We are so excited to be back here on Diapers, Duct Tape, and Dollars, coming at you with episode three. And we really hope you guys enjoyed our last two podcasts. Uh, Matthew, how are you doing today, man? Good, Micah. Looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a great podcast today. I hope so, man. I mean, I'm always excited uh, when we have an opportunity just to just to share each other's thoughts, pick each other's brains, you know, iron shopping iron. Um, but really just kind of talk about some information today. Um, you know, we've really got the opportunity to talk about getting our lives on track um, as fathers, as, you know, as financial advisors for our family. And then, you know, last week, um, which you're going to talk about here in a minute, what we talked about with budgeting. But I'm kind of excited, you know, a little jittery, actually, to be talking about some of the stuff that we love in an overview sense um, with investing. You excited about that? Oh, yeah. Investing and getting to the financial markets, that's like, my favorite thing to do it's become like a real ad- adventure of mine so today's episode and then these next few podcasts that we're going to do it I- i'm really looking forward to it yeah i'm i'm probably excited about investing's probably my um number two overall and then i you know me i like this i like side hu- hustles so i can't wait till we do podcast about growing excessive passive income streams by some crazy side hustles um we'll do a whole whole series on that too maybe at the end of season one or in season two. So anyways, uh, again, we're so thankful that you guys joined us with Dr. Duct Tape and Dollars. And I hope you guys are already striving to better yourselves. Like we said last week, better than you were the day before. Um, hope you guys all sat down around that kitchen table, ate a good home cooked meal, or maybe you picked up Chinese food. But the important thing is I hope you guys sat down and created a budget to allow yourselves to see what funds you have available Um you know, to use for investing and savings and all that wonderful stuff. So uh, before we before we move on, though, if you missed our last week's episode, you missed a treat. You missed some really good gold nuggets of information. And so um, really quickly, I want Matthew to come in. I want him to kind of really recap that for you. So just in case you missed it, uh, we want you to kind of get a little taste so that after this podcast is over, you can go back and check out episode two. Matthew, um, so tell them all the wonderful things that happened last last week. Yeah. So last week's episode was all about budgeting and uh, really the basic, basics of preparing yourself for your financial future. So we first started off by talking about who's responsible for your dollars. And I kind of gave a, a very harsh speech about you are responsible for what comes in and what goes out of your wallet. And that if you are in debt or you're in a financial uh, struggle, it's, it's your fault. You have to take responsibility for yourself because if you don't, then you're going to blame somebody uh, always for your problems. And until you decide to take that step forward and uh, recognize your responsibilities, then you can kind of get yourself out of that hole. And then uh, Micah talked about uh, having a purpose, purposeful dollars leads to a purpose purposeful budget i guess that word purposeful is really hard for me to say for some reason but uh, taking steps is freedom start with small steps in the right direction like you just said earlier all right start with having reachable goals you know we talked about an emergency fund or a savings account you know set goals that are reasonable for you to reach if if you don't make a lot of money you know see if you can start by setting a hundred dollars aside or maybe if you can do more, 200 or 500 and build up to a goal that's reasonable, such as like $1,000. And I know people like Dave Ramsey always talk about, you know, you need to have that $1,000 emergency fund account for that rainy day. Yeah. 
And uh, that's really it. And, man, and managing money is just really, it's a long-term adventure. It's it's not going to be an overnight success or even the next week or two. It's going to be a, a long marathon that you're going to have to complete throughout the rest of your life. So, all right, Mike, what's this week's episode about? Yeah, so um, like, like Matthew was saying, so check that out, episode two. It really digs deep into budgeting, so you definitely want to get that breaks down. We even recommend some easy apps to help you guys that are free um, to kind of get your budget life set. Um, so obviously the first two episodes, we talked about the mindset, motivation, budgeting, taking those baby small steps to being better than you were before. So this week, we're kind of talking about investing and kind of an overview of it. Obviously, we'll have more podcasts where we'll specifically go over the information in detail about some investments we talk about um, today. Um, but what I kind of thought of when I was, when I was thinking about, um, about episode three is a lot of people kind of are timid or scared or, um, you know, or a little shy when it comes to investment. And so what we're going to do here in a minute, after we go over, um, you know, the, the scripture of the day and the book in the book of the week and the quote is we really want to break down investment and what it is for you guys. So make sure you stick around and hear that out. Um, the best way I can explain it, it's like sour candy, you know, my little kids, uh, I remember the, the first time I gave them a, a sour, a sour worm to put in their mouth, they put it in their mouth and they take it out instantly and make that like, weird like, yeah, <laughs> face. like dad, you have betrayed me. Father. Like, <laughs> You're like what are you, you doing? What is this? Why did you give me this? It's so nasty tasting. And yet for some reason we have this weird audacity or my, you know, my kids did to put it back in their mouth one more time, just to see if that sourness is really there. It's funny how, how we work. And, you know, my child will put it back into his mouth the second time. And yet the first time it was sour. However, the second time it got a little sweeter and then he would do it again where it was just, it was finally sweet enough where he could fully put that into his mouth. And um, I think we all kind of can relate to that. We all get that sour taste or that sour th- type of thinking, that overwhelming idea of investing and the type of investments that are out there. Um, it can be overwhelming. It can be a little sourish to some people. But we really just wanted you to know the more that you study, the more that you learn, um, the more that you put time and effort in, um, it's not so sour. It gets a little sweeter. And then once you find yourself really understanding how the money game or the investment game works, it, it's a little bit sweeter enough where you finally feel you know, comfortable. Now, it's always a work. Matthew can relate to this. It's always a grind and studying and doing your homework. Um, the best way I could put it, you know, to be honest, this is like kind of just popped in my head. But, you know, like uh, – a lot of people have fantasy football. I know this isn't a fantasy football podcast, um, but I play every week. And a lot of times when it, when it builds up to the fantasy football season, we have this thing called the draft. And I'm in, I'm in one called the league. And on the fantasy football draft, you know, we all, we all come and we meet as bros, but we all have to make our, our draft picks. And kind of like investment investing, if you just showed up and went off people who were good last year or you just went on people who are popular – um, your team probably wouldn't end up so well. But if you took the time to do homework, study who the rookies were, the incoming running backs, receivers, you know, who's who's going to have a, a better second year, you know, do all that, that homework and study, then you find yourself usually, you know, with a higher percentage of having a better potential team to make it, uh, you know, through the, through the weeks and then make it to the playoffs and hopefully one day bring it home that championship trophy. And I kind of relate that with investing because if you take your time and effort to do your homework, um, it sets yourself better up for success. So um, what we want to do is help you guys set yourself up better for success. So um, what we wanted to do, though, before we get into that is 
I mean, you guys are starting to understand that we really have a heart um, for what the Lord has done for us. It's a blessing. It's God's money anyways. And so uh, it all belongs to him. So we want to be able to, you know, give thanks back to the Lord. And so what we always wanted to do is wanted to relate with scripture and pick a scripture verse of the week. And one that's always actually stuck with me um, when it, when it comes to talking to anybody that wants to know anything about my style of investments or my style of man- money management thinking. And, and it's, and I always come to um, Ecclesiastes 11 too. And it's important because it says this, it says invest in seven ventures. Yes. In eight, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. That's and I've good. always, I've always liked this scripture because it automatically is telling people not to put all your chips, all your, all your funds into one, you know, one giant pot, hoping that, you know, like I talked about last week, like that leprechaun hoping that, you know, you're, you're like, you're, you strike gold and it's like, yeah, but you could also have disaster come like the scripture says and lose all your profit, all your investment. So the best thing to, to do for any investor is to ver- diversify and put it into different types of investments. Um, and I'm really big on this too. So because of the scripture, it talks about investing or putting into seven or eight different types of, um, you know, healthy investments. It allows it to have a, a better chance of slowly, you know, growing and building a really good portfolio, which one day we're going to do a podcast and pick the minds of really great portfolios, Matthew. And I can't wait to, to reveal some cool portfolios that are out there and how people are high risk and, and low risk in their investing. But today what we're going to do um, is we're going to give you guys about seven or eight starting style overviews of investments um, so that you guys can really get, and get your, your mind into it. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing like high risk or, or insane, but it's good small baby steps to really understanding what investment is. Anything, anything you want to say on that, Matthew? Uh, no, I, I think it's good that we're starting off with really their low risk investments. Uh, these are ones that you can put your money into and you have a really high guarantee of getting a return. Now the return is not going to, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight or the next you know day or two, but consistently having money in these seven that we've chosen will help build your money, have your money working for you, money making money. So, yeah. And that's what I, that's what I love. I mean, um, the other day, I wish I would have wrote it down, but I think if there's like 2000 something references in the Bible, when it comes to how you, how you manage or how you look upon money. And I think it's huge because a lot of people like we talked about this in week one, how they can have such a negative view, but the Bible is insistent about taking care of your money um, and investing your money. And so not letting it just sit there. It's kind of the story of the money of the talents, which I want to say that for uh, next week's podcast. But the Lord is the Lord really wants you to take that and, and grow it, grow his money and to use it for his will and for his kingdom. So I just love it. Um, but we're actually going to um, pick the pick the idea or the brain of somebody that's really well known into the um, investment society. And his name is um, his name is Ben Graham and Matthew. um uh, can you go ahead and talk about his book that he has that uh, that kind of really opened up your eyes and even mine about the investing world and um, and investments as, as being in the intelligent investor? Yeah, so this week's book recommendation, we're talking about The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Now, Benjamin Graham was the mentor to the famous Warren Buffett. And if, oh, you, know, yeah, and if you know anything about the financial world or really – who famous people are, you know who Warren Buffett is. Because yeah, it's like it's Mr. Money right there. Cha-ching, yeah, you know, Mr. you make Money references. Just, yeah, <laughs> money's falling out of his pockets. That's how 
crazy rich he is. Before the COVID pandemic, he was the third richest man in the world with an estimated value of eighty-six billion dollars and that's what the b is and boy billion yeah, it must be dollars. nice my pocket change you know <laughs> yeah like hey can i take one percent of that please <laughs> anyways buffett calls the intelligent investor the best book ever written on value investing which that holds a lot of value yeah yeah value investing is when you buy stocks based on the company's fundamentals and graham goes into detail about the differences between investing versus speculation which is really long-term versus short-term uh money growth how to protect your assets from inflation how to create diverse portfolio of stocks bonds and real estate which i know we're going to get into in later podcasts and how to automate purchases of assets like how to have that reoccurring buying every month or every so often and the yeah, difference is, is yeah, oh, it really is. And the difference is between it being a defensive investor and an enterprising investor. Really, a defensive is where you kind of, uh, you kind of sit back, you invest consistently, and you let your money do its thing. You let your the, whatever you invested in do its thing. While an enterprising investor is, you're more active. You're so, you're constantly selecting stocks and bonds and uh, other assets uh, in your portfolio, You're either buying more or selling on a more consistent basis than you are as a defensive investor. But if you're serious about investing in stocks, then this is the book for you. I cannot recommend this book enough. It, and it goes in such detail. I mean, I think if it's good enough for the third richest man in the world, <laughs> I think this is good enough for anybody. So that's our book yeah, of he, the week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big book, kind of like, a, a book we talked about last week with Money Master Game, but it's so full of such knowledge and insight to, I guess, the investor mind that it really opens you up to the idea that, yeah, it's crazy and, and it seems like a lot, but you can manage it and you can, you know, be successful. Um, and especially, like you said, if you have the uh, some of the top investors' valves for stuff, and he, he, him alone is a great, he's a great investor, so... Um, one thing that, that I like that he says, and um, I know it, it goes along with kind of what we're going to talk about here with the quote of the week, but one thing that he said um, that's kind of a weird quote, and I don't really want to answer this. I kind of want to let the, the listeners ponder on, but he says, uh, plant trees that other men will sit under. And uh, I'll, I'll read it one more time. He says, plant trees that other men will sit under. And that's one of those like mind, mind buster, mind blown quotes that really makes you ponder like, man, that's good. I could like start a whole business with that as my key model plant trees that other men will sit under um, for you doing the time and the effort to really building, you know, such a monument when it comes to his mindset and what he, what he's trying to get us to understand, but, but not to take away from our quote of the week. So it's actually the quote of the week actually comes from um, the intelligent investors book by Benjamin Graham. And it's the individual investor should act consistently as an investor and not as a speculator. I'm going to say this one more time. The individual investor should act consistently as an investor and not as a spectator. And I think that's huge because an investor, like kind of like we're talking about today, you should, you know, take time to do your homework, to understand the knowledge of how things work. And then based upon your homework, you know, be consistent and, and involved, not just always watching and spectating and never moving. Then your money is the same that it was the day before. You know, so it's like it's like one of those things that you just really have to come to terms with that 
that I do need to grow and I do need to study, but I also need to take plans of action. I think that's huge. A lot of people in their financials, you know, don't always take that next step of action. It's easy to, to ponder and to read and to study, but it really takes an important to action. Don't you agree? Yeah, and I agree. And I think a key word from that quote is the word consistently. Like this yeah. is not something you can do every so often. No, this is something that has to be, you have to have routine with it. Uh, and that's what Graham talks about a lot in his book is that you can't just, uh, let me put it in terms that I can understand. Like I'm a musician and I can't just practice my trumpet uh, once a once a week, and that's not gonna. I'm not gonna grow as a trumpet player. I'm gonna stay very stagnant, or I'm gonna really oh, yeah. decline. Like I have to be consistent in the process, and then I'm gonna see my compounding results. So I I, I think that's what he's really saying there is that you got to be consistent in this, or really you're not ever gonna grow. You got it, you just got to do it over and over. And then sometimes it's hard to do. Sometimes you really want that money. You want to buy that new thing, but you got you just got to be consistent in what you're doing. Oh, yeah, we always love to have home runs, you know, or grand slams, you know, but it's just not how it works. It's it's consistent, consistent, taking the time, doing the homework, and growing to a better, bettering your dollars today. Now, before we move on in the podcast, I do want to read a disclaimer just because um, we, we're here for advice, love to share information as we, as we share our hearts and passion behind diapers, duct tape, and dollars. Uh, but I just want to let you go that the con- this content that we're about to go into is just informal purposes only. Um, you should not construe any such information we're about to go over, you know, as material, legal, tax, or investment, or financial, or action item advice. Um, nothing in here contained on our podcast is for solicitation or recommendation or endorsements of any other um, financial stocks or investment opportunities. Um, on our podcast, we're just we're here to provide um, just you know knowledge and information, but not here to to, to have you profit or, or sell or anything like that with financial instruments. So we just want to put a disclaimer that we're just here to share our passion and all the information we're about to talk about, you know, talk and have fun about and even can kind of go over. It's just, it's just educational information. And we're not telling you to put all your money in this right now and, <laughs> and turn around tomorrow. And, and, you know, you're, you're out to be able to go buy yourself a yacht because of the information. No, no, no. We're just here for educational purposes. Do we love and hope that we give you good, good sound information? Yes. But again, it's just knowledge of taking that next step to grow. Um, so anyways, you just want to get that disclaimer out of the way, especially when you talk finances. You don't want to want to construe anything that you were saying, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> any, <laughs> any types. So obviously, we, uh, we're not here to try to sell any specific type of investing over the other. We're just here to give you insight. But anyways, uh, before we move on, so I know we were talking about how it can be a lot like sour candy. It can be that it can be a sour taste when it comes to investments. So we wanted to give you an ease, and I kind of, I kind of wanted to go as to so far to the fact that we really tell you what investment is. Now we know that most of you people are listening are ridiculously smart. You probably already done in some investment trees, but just in case we have that one percent of people who have no idea what investment is, they literally you know just got to the point where they started savings and they finally got their budget intact. Um, we just kind of want you to understand what investment means. And what an investment is, it's a way to expand your money with the of achieving a profit or a, you know, or a result by putting something into financial plans like shares, property, um, stakes with the, with the hope of you know, getting revenue or more compound interest for your financial profit or a commercial venture. You know, an, an investment would be like an asset or an item action you know, that it's acquired 
through a goal of generating income or appreciation and value. So basically investing is you're trying to take, let's say you're, you say you input $10 worth of something and you're hoping that based off of the investment that it would one day turn into 15 or 20, you know, or a hundred, if it was like a massive, you know, a huge percentage increase. But the goal of investment is to make an appreciation or an increase of value of your assets, of your investments over time. So just just the things that we're talking about, all the things that we're going to list, we're going to list about seven or eight simplistic overviews of certain types of investments. Every single one of these can give you that opportunity to grow in appreciation, to grow as value over time. Some of these, of course, they can work faster than others, but kind of like we're talking about, not everything happens overnight. So it's good to have things that are slow and methodical but gains interest all while growing and knowing that it's good to also have some things that can allow you to grow as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going we're to try to give you guys eight types of intro investments or like what I like to call the sweet side of sour candy. So I like sour candy <laughs> altogether. Like those, the, uh, the sour punch straws when I was a kid, I used to get them at the baseball game all the time. Oh my goodness, Matthew. Amazing. I used to drink those. Oh, I used to yeah. actually drink my Coke out of it. And then by the time it was done, it was like this sweet, sugary mess that I'd get super hyper from. You know what <laughs> I mean? But some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys did the same thing. You you got those sour punch straws. I love it. Um, the older I've gotten, though, I don't get them as much. But that used to do my highlight when I was younger. Nah, you're, about, you're getting old. You, your body For real, man. Anymore. Age hits you hard. Hits you, it hits you one day. You just wake up and you're like, what happened? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's get into these investments. So the first one we're going to talk about today is probably the most popular. Type oh, 100 percent agree. It's the most popular. It's what everybody tries to tries to oh, really yeah. get at. Yeah, that's investing in the stock market. Now, the stock market refers to the collection of markets and exchanges where the activity of buying, selling and issuing of shares of publicly held companies yeah. takes place. So what that basically means is that if you go if you download um, a, a broker app such as like Robinhood or Weeble, I know those are very popular for beginners. Or if you decide to go big and go to like TD Ameritrade or Fidelity yeah. or any of those, uh, you, when you see something like Amazon or Facebook, Twitter, Walmart, Coca-Cola, when you buy a share that you technically own a very small fraction, depending on how much you buy, of yeah. that company and what you're really hoping for is that you're going to buy such something like such as a share of amazon which i think at the time it's like it's got to be three or four thousand dollars a share which that one's a big it's expensive yeah uh, uh but what you're hoping for is that over the years amazon is going to continue to grow as a company and therefore the share uh, uh the value of a share is going to grow too uh so that really that's the most basic one that people really try to get into first is investing in the stock market now you can buy individual stocks like i said like such as amazon walmart coca-cola johnson and johnson uh those are popular ones but what you can also do is invest in an index fund and an index yeah. fund is really that's a portfolio or yeah or a bas basket of stocks such as the like the s p 500 and the yeah. s p 500 is a collection of the 500 most popular uh, i mean uh largest traded companies in, in the united states so really when you buy a buy into the s p 500 you're really diversifying your money into 500 different companies so back to what like benjamin graham said like when you're diversifying your money you're really keeping it safer so therefore if 
one company for some reason was to go bankrupt and completely fall out, you still have like 499 that are keeping you afloat. Yeah. So it's a really good way of diversifying and keeping your money safe. So what's next, Micah? Yeah. So I just wanted to, to point out on um, the stock market is, is a great, you know, investment opportunity. Um, kind of what we talked about earlier, just really go with companies that you've done your homework on and really start building your portfolio. And I'm a huge, I mean, we're going to do a whole podcast, um, I believe next week, starting off really breaking down the stock market and going into deals of index funds. Cause I'm a huge person when it comes to index funds and I'll kind of really talk about some of those this coming week, but it really allows an investor to grow, especially if you're trying to package a bunch of stuff to allow yourself to grow slowly. Um, and even when, when the market, when America, you know, it's doing really well, depending on where, which index fund's located, you know, those, those, those stocks, you know, slowly increase over time. And if you're like a, if you're a hold and wait type of investor, those can you know pan off for you, but we'll go into real detail about those. Um, uh, I believe it's next week, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I do so, agree. Anyways, so look, our second one really quickly, uh, a second investment opportunity. And this one's kind of um, not, maybe not the most common route to go. Um, it takes a lot more um, grit, a lot more hard hard work. You have to be a person that's really uh, creative, wants to get yourself going in the morning, a self-motivator. But it's um, the, the route of entrepreneurship. And I know that's a vague style of word for investment, but it's it's the activity of setting up a business or some type of functioning business that, that allows you to take – first off, you'll take a financial risk in the hope of getting um, a, a profit – within the with them with the foundation that you're setting up now i own i own a business which is called making legends or ml custom baits which is actually you would be kind of shocked but it's a bass fishing company and um yeah so it's like who this guy likes to who likes to not bass fish i mean that's what i love to do on my share time outside of <laughs> study studying you know, money making and stuff but for entrepreneurs it's a really great opportunity to to grow and not just just investments, but um, allowing yourself to grow better as a person. And it really was a challenge for me at first, because when you go the business route, you do have to put a lot of money up front into it. But if it's done the right way, if it's done taking the sweet steps to better set yourself up, it can really pay off later on. Um, Because whenever you finally get the system rolling functionally, you actually build a really good passive income situation set up, which is something we'll talk about in a future podcast. But that passive income is huge because now you have side extra money that's coming in on top of the, you know, nine to five job that you work every day. Yeah, I'll come home and I'll, and I'll work my, my, my tail off, you know, producing um, soft plastic lures and stuff like that for other people. But at the same time, it's really helping me grow as a passive income. And it's a great investment because I'm taking that money. And what I'm doing with that money outside of putting it back into the business is I'm re- reinvesting it. And so it's just it's huge. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bigger upfront challenge, but it's an opportunity for you to get involved in something. And we'll do, we'll do a podcast about how that works, how you can get that set up. And, and if, you, if you've ever wanted to own your own business, how I did it and how other people have done it and been successful. Um, Matthew, what's number three? So another way of diversifying your money and investing is into treasury or corporation bonds. Now, this is probably one of the uh, most low risk uh, ways of investing. But with the low risk also comes a low reward. So when you buy a bond, you're essentially lending money to an entity such as it can be a business, a government or the treasury. 
and uh, companies issue corporate bonds, whereas local governments issue uh, municipal bonds. The U.S. Treasury issues treasury bonds. After the bond matures, that is, you've held it for a predetermined amount of time, such as like two, five, seven, ten, up yeah. to 30 years or so. You earn back the principal you spent on the bond plus a determined rate of interest. The rate of the bond is typically much lower than it is for stocks, but bonds also tend to be low risk, which is what I just said. So there are some risk involved, of course, but the company you're buying for uh, from um, – could default, but however, if you buy into one such as like the government or treasury, it's likely a lot, a lot less likely to default where you lose your money. Um, but like treasury bonds are probably considered the most safest investments out there because, I mean, if the less United States government yeah. falls apart and we lose ourselves in the country, you're, you're not going to lose your money. And if that's the case, I think you got bigger things to worry about than where your money's at. So, uh, but, uh, it's, I know what the, a lot of um, when it comes to buying bonds, you really you're 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 giving your money away for a certain amount of time. So let's talk about like five yeah. years. All right. And that's really considered short term with bonds. And so you're saying, all right, I'm paying this much money and I'm going to let this entity hold it for five years and I'm going to earn back two percent every year on that money that they're, they're holding. And that's really how you earn your money. Now, since COVID's hap- uh, happened, uh, interest rates have really sunken down so they're probably not the most uh best investment right now but uh, there's still something to look at because of how low risk they are so it's your money's still growing it's just a lot less right now because of covid but what were you gonna say, say yeah so i like i have investments in um uh what is, is it like a business type bonds because they have treasury bonds and like for business bonds i have some business bonds and they're a little bit higher percentage than the government bonds, but they also have a higher percent of risk because I'm buying bonds based upon how that company or that business will, you know, is doing. And so there are a couple of different options. You know, they got the slow and steady treasury based off, you know, like what Matthew said, the government. But you could have a little bit extra, you know, maybe not crazy amount of risk, but a little higher risk with a little bit of higher return. Um, and we'll break that down, you know details but they're a good route to go especially if you're trying to build a kind of more moderate portfolio one day when you're diversifying your money so it's it's just it's just a great option especially a lot of people do them um to kind of like, like mathin said over time to have some slow income coming in and when they fruition i mean it's nice and awesome um so what i what i, what I, I wanted to talk about um is our is kind of our fourth our fourth one and it's also a very low low risk management and um, it's certificates of, of deposit, or a lot of people like to call them CDs. Now, not like the old school CDs that we all listened to when we were younger. You know, you had that mixtape <laughs> from that special girl, and you jammed out to it in your car, your truck, you know. You know, you know what's crazy? I, I knew those would turn into good investments one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? So my truck doesn't even have a CD. Right. Doesn't even have a CD player. That, welcome to 2020. Anyways. <laughs> so it's a certificate of deposit. That is what CD stands for. And uh, <laughs> like Matthew was saying, it's a low, uh, it's also a low risk like the bonds. Um, it's a low risk savings tool that can boost the, you know, your amount and earn an interest while keeping your money invested it's in a relatively or mainly safe way. Uh, it, what it kind of does is kind of like a savings account. So CDs are considered like low risk, but they're also, the good thing is they're FDIC insured. So up to $250,000. Um, and they're, they usually generally grow a little bit faster than a savings account. So how CDs work is in, ex- in exchange for depositing your money, 
into a, a bank. So you put your money into a bank for a fixed period. Um, usually call the term or the duration, how many years you want to put it in. The bank pays a fixed interest rate that's typically higher than what you're getting offered, you know, in your normal savings account. Um, and when the term is up, you know, when your CDU or whatever matures, you get that money back that you deposited plus the principal and any interest that occurred. So it's kind of like you're giving the money to the bank and the bank is paying you interest for it. And then when it, when it reaches fruition, you get your money back. That's the good thing about that. And, it, and it's a little higher than a savings account. So um, if you trust, if you trust the specific banking system and you trust the banks that you would go with, um, I mean, it is pretty safe because it's, it's insured. Um, you can go that route. Um, it's a, it's one of those, it's one of those investments that allows you, you know, a little bit higher risk than a savings account, depending on the APY interest of how the economy is doing. Um, but you got to remember that you can't pull one of those out early because there are fees and penalties and stuff like that, but you can get it in. And then once it's done, you know, make a decent, amount on it so anyways um that's called cds which does not stand for the music track cd but stands for um, certificates of deposit and then number five i'm gonna list this because it may intrigue some of you guys i'm not um i i I, let's just say i'm not a whole lot involved in it but it's called annuities and um annuities which i like how chris hogan says he says an annuity is basically a contract between you and an insurance company um, designed to provide an income that is guaranteed for the rest of your life. And an annuity is basically a contract between you and an insurance company. Uh, the, way, the way it's kind of designed you know, to set up is to provide an income that is guaranteed for, for the rest of your life. So you, here's what happens. You make a payment or payments to an, invest, uh, an insurance company, and in return, they promise to grow that money. And then what they do is they send you payments during your retirement. Uh, annuities can be complex. There are actually quite a few different annuities, and so uh, we'll do a podcast on breaking it down because there's, there's fixed annuities, there's variable annuities. Variable annuities are where you kind of make uh, – you can make more money. Fixed annuities, I mean, let's be – I would actually say – because fixed annuities are usually about a 5% um, interest. I would probably go a CD route if I was going to go in that route because, I mean, you're kind of getting in that CD range maybe a little – better on the CD. But variable annuities, on the other hand, are a bit different. They're basically like kind of put it into different types of like mutual funds and stuff like that, um, which allows you to possibly, depending on how the market is, make a little bit more money. But it's kind of a, a, a slow, moderate investment as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're being paid, uh, you're paying the insurance company to take on the risk of you outliving your retirement savings is pretty much what you're doing. From there, the various types, and they, 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 they change and whatnot. So um, we'll actually go into more detail because annuities can be very complicated, um, but it's just a it's just a, a financial product that allows you to pay an insurance company to pay an insurance company when they'll give you money back with interest um, is what an annuity is. Now, it's uh, about to talk about which I really which I really enjoy and, and I actually like a lot. But before I say anything, I don't want to take too much away from him. Uh, but Matthew, what is number six? So number six is really the new kid of the block when we're talking about investing, and that is cryptocurrencies. Now, a cryptocurrency is a new form of digital asset based on a network that is distributed across large numbers of computers. And the cool thing about cryptocurrency is that it's a decentralized structure, which means that governments and central authorities have no control over owning your money such as when you have a dollar bill it says i think uh federal reserve uh, federal reserve across the top of it. i mean that it belongs to the federal reserve but with cryptocurrencies 
you own that coin and nobody can take it away from you. Yeah, it's your money. (laughs) Now, cryptocurrencies are nearly impossible to counterfeit. And they're really, they're a hot commodity. Who doesn't know about Bitcoin? Such as, uh, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin would be absolutely the biggest one. And uh, that's probably the, that's the most popular and that's probably, probably the best investment for my money right now is Bitcoin. And if, I, if I'm going to buy into cryptocurrencies, mainly my a large chunk of my uh, allocation to cryptocurrencies is going to be in Bitcoin. If I was to go into any others, it'd be, you know, ones like Ethereum or yeah. Tron or Stellar or uh, any of those other ones. But if you're looking at market cap, Bitcoin is by far um, the the top dog in the world of cryptocurrencies. So what, what yeah, you got anything so else? I, I mean, I love Micah? cryptocurrency. I mean, obviously they come with, it's, it's, there's risk and reward involved in cryptocurrency. Um, people may consider me, um, maybe, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? A millennial type investor with going with cryptocurrency, <laughs> but um, I like it. It's, it's very futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have uh, my portfolio has, has got some several different cryptos in it. And we'll talk about that. When we do a crypto podcast. Um, but what I love about it is that the market never closes. So you can any, anytime you want, you can get involved in trade and allows yourself to gain interest. And it works different than, you know, than stocks because they have time frames and stuff like that. Uh, but we'll, we'll do a podcast solely on probably cryptocurrency because I, I kind of get all excited about it just because of the, the interest, the appeal, um, and the, and the, future possibilities of how the future is looking. You know what I mean? So anyways, I'm going to go into number seven. Uh, won't take too much of your time, but number seven is commodities. And so a lot of you guys probably know what commodities are, but these are physical products you can buy into. And what that is, is you can go and buy precious metals, like gold, like show me the money, you know, like shiny bling gold, go buy me a bunch of silver. <laughs> you know, those are the, the two most common commodities you can also invest you know and and buy different things uh, when it comes to like oil situations or agricultural products you know those type of things can work as commodities as well Um, there's just different i guess things that you can see that you could put your money into Um, energy products coal solar power those also you know precious metals and stuff like that there's different commodities you can put into but what you're doing is you're 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 putting your bet that specific that material like gold is going to go up from the value that you paid for it. Um, so people usually when the economy goes down, you know, gold and silver usually go up and there's time situations that you can look on a chart and it doesn't always happen. But what people usually do when the economy is going really bad is a lot of people will go buy gold or silver, you know, these commodities so that one day when they decide to get them back in, if they do that, the investment they put into it over time is now worth more than when they bought it, you know, previously, uh, trading that in so there are some people that are, i mean they're huge into in commodities um like i know i mean i know somebody that who loves to buy these things and will turn around and and in time and and off of it um <laughs> i mean i'm not telling you to go out there and uh and, and <laughs> venture to some random straight island and dig for gold for months and then come back you know hoping that you have like five ounces of gold and think you made it or something you know <laughs> but uh but commodities are, are huge. I think it's good to have some commodities, especially depending on how things are going within the with the, with the economical status and stuff. But it is a, it is a good hard. I guess you can actually hold some of those physical objects like precious metals 
um, and knowing that you put your hard-earned money into something investment that could appreciate over time, um, depending on, again, how economics are going. Um, but not to go too far along, but Matthew's going to end us up with um, number eight. So, again, we have the stock market, which includes index funds, um, entrepreneurship or business, uh, treasury and business bonds, CDs, which are certificates and deposits, annuities, um, the kind of the new, which is cryptocurrency, um, physical commodities, and then last but not least, Matthew talk about ETFs. Now, ETFs stands for exchange traded funds. And these are similar to mutual mutual funds in the fact that they are a collection of investments that track a market index. But unlike mutual funds, which are purchased through a fund company, ETFs are bought and sold on the stock market. Now, their yeah. pl- uh, prices fluctuate throughout the day. Uh, where mutual bonds value is simply the net value of your investments. Uh, ETFs are often recommended to new investors because they're more diversified than owning individual stocks. And now the good thing about ETFs is you can, like, like almost the same with index funds, you can buy an ETF that tracks the S&P 500, where you're really diversifying your money to five, the 500 largest traded companies. But you can also yeah. diversify into other sectors uh, the stock market, such, such as the NASDAQ, which is technology, or you can invest into the Russell 2000, which uh, tracks the, uh, I want to say, small cap, uh, uh, 2000 of the uh, yeah, companies, small yeah. cap uh, um, businesses. Uh, y- yeah. And then there, there's others. You can do biopharmaceuticals. You can do uh, all sorts. Yeah. Of, you can even do I like commodity, them. gold and silver, uh, currencies. Yeah. So the, it's really just a good way to uh, protect yourself from fluctuating price the prices instead of buying one one asset one stock or one type just gold itself or silver itself uh, you're buying a basket of different aspects of it and so it really does protect you from uh, oh yeah and so like wild swings like and prices like that they'll have their own ETS set up that you can you can set yourself up with which is an exchange trade funds which I like because it allows you to kind of like, especially if, if, if you're looking for starting, man, what's a good ETF. It's really good to go to some, some of those specifics of ETFs that are available that are, like that encompass like the total stock market. They have a couple ETFs like that, which allows you to kind of have a good foundation. Like Matthew had said that you haven't, there's enough companies in there that if a few of them don't pan out, but your money still, um, as the economy grows, your money is growing. And so um, I'm really, which we'll talk about this next week, but I'm, I'm really big into index funds and ETFs. Um, it allows you to kind of, um, obviously, when the economy but when the economy is doing good, um, so is your <laughs> ETFs and index funds. <laughs> so, obviously, with the Rona, yeah. <laughs> I like to call it the Rona, but with Corona, I mean, it's been crazy. Um, but thank, thank the Lord sometimes because it allowed me to get some that were super dirt cheap that, you know, I've shot up now. And it's like, yay. Show me the money, but types of things like that. But anyways, yeah. so um, those are eight yeah. kind of basic <laughs> ideas of, of investing. And we're, we'll bring breaking some of these down and go into real detail because I know it's hard to kind of go over an overview of these. So what we'll do in the next couple of podcasts is we'll, we'll break them down. Uh, we'll do a podcast with the stock market with index funds and ETFs and then about doing one with entrepreneurship or business making. Maybe do one that kind of accumulates all the other ones like treasury bonds, certificates, annuities. And then I like crypto, so we could probably do one full podcast with that and then, you know, commodities as well. And then one bonus thing that I kind of wanted to throw out there, a lot of you guys hear about this, you watch this a lot on TV, but is real estate. Um, real estate is huge to a lot of people in investments. Um, 
And so I kind of want to break that down into separate podcasts just because of the relevance, but it um, definitely a lot of different risk, risk reward in that. So um, we'll be doing a bonus podcast here in the future, just on real estate by itself um, and different things. I can't wait to do one method on um, Airbnb and stuff like that. That's a cool passive income uh, investments. But, but anyways, uh, uh, we're just yeah. excited that you guys came to check this out for episode three. Um, kind of really giving you a simplified eight options of investments. I mean, there's so much more out there that we'll, we'll break down and go into detail. Um, so before we, before you get off here, I just want to let you guys know about next week. Um, next week, our episode four is called Point Your Index Finger Up to the Sky. I actually wrote a rap a long time ago, Matthew. Uh, called that. Me and one of my uh, friends, Tums of Rhymes, or, um, and I used to go by Real Talk. We did a rap group called Brodas. We wrote a rap song actually about the index finger. Uh, didn't have anything to do with the index funds, but it was it kind of made me think of that. So anyways, the title is called Point Your Index Finger Up to the Sky, and it's a summary of as we break down stocks index funds and ETFs to kind of help you take a better breather when it comes to the stock market. So if you're interested in stocks, index funds, or ETFs, which um, a lot of people, that's usually how they get in, in investing. And that's also a lot of how a lot of people lose their money. <laughs> so um, if you're interested in that, check us out next week on episode episode four um, with diapers, duct tape, and dollars. Nathan, you want to say anything before I say bye? No, thank yeah, you for so checking we, us out. We, we're, we love you guys. Um, thank you so much for all the people who have been tuning in to us. We have so much we want to get out, uh, but it's so hard to fit that all in within 45, 30 minutes and stuff like that. So anyways, thank you for checking us out. We'll talk to you guys next week um, here on Diapers, Duct Tape, and Dollars. Again, this is just financial advice. We're not actually telling you to invest in any of these. It's just trying to help you build your knowledge. See you guys all next week as we talk about stocks, index, and ETS. So point that finger up to the sky. Thank you, and be blessed.